You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Monday, so we don't normally do It's My Money, but for various reasons we have to bring it forward, and I'm glad we're doing so, because today I'm speaking to Suzanne Hellman from Brenthurst Wealth, and of course It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, which is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. And the piece that you sent me, Suzanne, was interesting. You say, retiring with too little money, what to do? And I love the brutality of your first point, accept it and face it. So in other words, there's nothing you can do about it. You haven't been uh, doing very well in your life when it comes to savings. So just get on with it. I thought that was rather a refreshing honesty. Hi, Lindsay. Good afternoon, listeners. Um, Yes, for my point, and I've seen this multiple times when you sit in front of clients is due to multiple reasons or various reasons, these clients didn't save enough for retirement. Um, something happened and it just their savings were left behind so the sooner you accept the fact that you don't have enough money and face it the sooner you can actually start doing something about it and um, change your lifestyle to ensure that what you have is as close to being as enough as possible in your retirement years it doesn't help to stick your head in the ground and just continue on living the way you do and then by the time you are 80 or 75 you run out of money yes indeed and the second thing is reconsider your retirement date you've just mentioned an age factor here and you say in many instances a company offers you an extended contract on a month-to-month or annual basis after your in brackets forced retirement date but i think the reality is that as people live longer and as working habits change We're not going to all be retiring at 55, 60, 65 unless you're really lucky. And it's going to go on for a while as long as you're healthy. Exactly. Um, uh, We see in the South African market that a lot of people still cling to this 60 years age that uh, um, that's my retirement. At 60, I retire because my mother and father did that when they were 60, so I'm going to do it. Things change. Medical um, technologies change. We live way longer than our grandfathers and grandmothers and even our parents. Um, And we need to have a mind change that you don't normally or you don't have to retire at 60 or you can't afford to retire at 60. My mother is 74 years old. She's still working every day. Mm, Good for her. And probably enjoying it as well, because it does does keep you active, uh, not just physically, but also mentally. Exactly. She is she's a very young 74 years old because she's still working on computers. She's involved in technology. And that is what most people or more people need to consider where your company allow you to work longer than your 65 years old. You must take that into serious consideration if you didn't save enough for your retirement. You should work for as long as you can possibly can to save or to save money for as long as you possibly can. And to keep active as well, as I said before. But this is not a health program. This is a financial program. Personal, <laughs> personal finances. On uh, You say in your third point, know what income is available to you. And after that, you say, make sure you know what your monthly income is that you can realize from your investments without depleting the capital too soon. Okay, so maybe you've got some interest income and you say to yourself, okay, do I really need a gym membership? Do I really need uh, the fancy DSTV pack? 
package and you've got to, as they say in England, uh, cut your coat according to your cloth. Now, if your cloth is a little bit threadbare, then just just change. I mean, change your habits. Exactly. That's you get you get people that tell you, listen, yeah, I've got this. I only shop at Woolworths and I only wear clothes from Donna Claire or Zara or wherever. That is what they did before their retirement. Now they can't afford that anymore and they need to adjust to what they can afford. Um, so, yes, you might have to cancel the DSTV or the gym membership or downgrade from a DSTV package that you're on to a lower package to ensure that you can pay something that is actually more important. Look at your budget and identify what expenses is necessities and what is nice to have. You need to focus on necessities rather than nice to have. Yes, exactly. Necessities. And if things get better, then you can always become more luxurious uh, once those finances start flowing in again. But you're quite right. Go exactly. Back, go back to basics. Number four, relook at your home and you say, let's be honest, when you retire, you don't need that big home anymore. It's nice to have it, but unfortunately, it's unnecessary, first of all, and it's also terribly expensive to maintain a big home. Exactly. Um, in most instances, when you retire, your kids have already left the house. They married or they live in their own flat. So it's not worth hanging on to this big house with this heaps of maintenance every month or every year just for when the kids come to visit or maybe they come to visit once a year. Most of the youngsters now are immigrating. They are moving to the UK or to Australia or New Zealand. So you see the retirees sitting in these big three, four, five bedroom houses and it's not necessary. If you can't afford it, sell it, move into something with less maintenance. Security complexes is becoming more and more um, luxurious. It's becoming the, the, the preferred choice of living because you can also save on your month, monthly security payments. You don't have to pay an armed response company to protect you if you're in a security complex. Quite right. Point number five, restructure monthly pre-retirement savings, where you had a monthly saving towards retirement investments pre-retirement and you still have debt post-retirement. Channel your pre-retirement savings towards these debts as additional monthly pay. You you, can have to explain this to me because, as you know, I'm not so good on this sort of thing. So what do you mean restructure monthly pre-retirement savings? Explain in simple terms, please. Lindsay, in instances where a client had a monthly debit order towards a retirement annuity or an employment uh, pension fund or provident fund, once you retire, that monthly debit order basically falls away because you retire, you now restructure the investment to a living annuity where you will then get an income. But if you can... Take that 500 rand, stay in that habit of paying that 500 rand or whatever amount you did. If it was a huge amount, then you wouldn't have had a problem in retirement now with income that's not enough. So take that money and rather pay it towards a debt to settle that debt as soon as possible. If you've had car debt or credit card debt or a loan or uh, uh, um, clothing accounts. Make sure you pay that debt off as soon as possible. And then you take that income or that monthly debit order and you rechannel it into a tax beneficial investment. You need to continue on saving as much as possible because every bit helps. Your saving in today 
will maybe give you an extra income 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Good point. Uh, final point. Look at additional income options post-retirement. I mean, it's not easy. To, it's not easy to do to reinvent yourself. But I did. You know what I, I saw today on TV, Suzanne, uh, on on the BBC. In fact, it was that forty-three percent of startups in the UK are now started up by people over 50. So there are people saying, well, I've lost my job or um, I don't want my job anymore. Uh, I'm now going to start something up, which I thought was an extraordinary statistic. You, you, you tend to think of startups as people, you know, young, bright, uh, irritating people in their 20s and 30s. But no, all, <laughs> older people are doing it as well. So, so in other words, income streams can be had even though you're stricken in years. Yeah. Lindsay, I won't necessarily tell an uh, older pe a person to go out and start their own business where they need a lot of startup capital because there's no guarantee that that business will actually be a success in these times that we are currently in. Yes. If it doesn't require a lot of startup capital, yes, do it. Try and get more income. But what I'm telling people here or my clients here is – when you are actually forced to retire due to your employer's rules, you can't continue on a contract basis. Look at alternative ways of earning an income. For example, if you were a teacher and you, your subject at school were maths, then look at giving online classes. There are multiple companies that's giving you online classes for foreign students where you can give English classes or maths or even tutoring. Sign up at a school where you can give tutoring to people or to students that needs it. That's an extra additional income that you can do. It will only be half your day because children is in school in the morning, so it will be in the afternoons yeah. for an hour or two a day. It's an extra thousand, two thousand rand you might get at the end of the month. Then... I've listened to a retirement um, uh, webinar or presentation the other day where a guy from um, Australia said what they do in Australia is they rechannel people. If you were a painter by trade during your life, now you're 55, 60 years old, you can't stand on a ladder anymore and paint because it's a risk to you. They actually go and work in hardware stores in a paint department where your knowledge and guidance can be very helpful to the clients purchasing paint and want to do their houses. There's so many things you can do if you have the energy and if you have the knowledge, because what I, what I tend to, to find these days, Suzanne, is that uh, experience, you can't learn experience, you have to develop experience, and that only comes exactly. with, with years. So, so sum up what you're saying now. If you haven't got enough money, just be flexible. That's what I'm getting from this chat. Exactly. Be open to opportunities. Very good. Suzanne Hellman is from Brenthurst Wealth. That was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.